Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hurst and left to die, Jesus is left out on a limb, left high and dry. The disciples know him better than most, but none speak up for him. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Choosing to save their own skin, their own tail, their own hide. Because when push comes to shove a cross in your face, it is easier, better, safer to deny. I don't know, Jesus. I don't know what or who you are talking about. I've never seen that man a day in my life. Jesus who? Three years of Jesus's life, how quickly they forget his messages, his miracles, his messiahship. Not one volunteers to be a character witness, to testify to his goodness. No, not one. I'm Reverend Starlet Thomas, director of the Raceless Gospel Initiative at Good Faith Media and host of the Raceless Gospel Podcast. The Lenten season reminds us of the testing of Jesus, and we want to be a faithful voice in your ears. It's a Lenten podcast series from us at Good Faith Media with meditations to guide you during this 40-day journey. You're listening to our final episode in this Lenten series, Beat the System. But before this, there are the religious authorities who gather around to tear him down, who talk behind his back, who devise a plan of attack because Jesus is too good and viewed as their competition who recruit Judas, the sellout, who points Jesus out with a kiss. Smooth talker, he is the mole, the spy, the double agent in the midst. Yes, Jesus sees it coming. He knows that it is going to happen. Hurry up and get it over with, Judas. Still, it doesn't make it any better. And those who have been betrayed know that some people don't make it any better. They would say, don't be bitter, Jesus. Maybe, maybe you did something to deserve it, to cause this. I mean, people don't just betray you. Maybe you weren't a good savior, didn't spend enough time with, didn't show enough interest in, didn't give consistent or sufficient effort. What did you do to make Judas betray you? Judas, he made an honest mistake. Don't break up the group. Because betrayal is a socially acceptable punishment wrongful and misplaced payback for those not happy with themselves and dissatisfied with agreements they made but no longer want to honor. Yes, Judas can betray Jesus and leave Jesus with his cross when things get hard or because he didn't sign up to die. Yes, Judas is right to punish Jesus for not being the savior he wanted him to be. Yes, it's all Jesus' fault that Judas betrayed him easier to judge the victim as it only requires that we lift a pointing finger. And then, then there's the crowd. And Pilate does it too. They have all turned on Jesus. It is an intimate, communal, systemic betrayal. Yes, what a friend we have in Jesus. But Jesus can't find one. Father, forgive them for what they have done. But this is not good. Still, Jesus does good, putting a thief up in a beautiful Airbnb 
and putting his mother in John's capable hands, though Jesus cannot move his own, beaten horrifically and mercilessly, mocked to the depths of his human being. Jesus is laid bare and nothing of shame or embarrassment or humiliation or deprivation is spared. Jesus is bleeding, aching, tired, hungry, thirsty, wounded, afraid, lonely. These bloodthirsty people are out of their minds, but Jesus is still all there, fully present and attending to the needs of everyone else while unable to meet his own. Not even God comes to Jesus's aid. They had been in this together, but not anymore. Jesus is doing good work, holy work, and God leaves him hanging. And Jesus does not defend God's honor, attempt to protect God's reputation, or explain God's absence. Instead, Jesus questions God, why? Why have you abandoned me? Jesus is in good, necessary trouble. Not because he sinned or broke the law, but because he obeyed God. Ironically, this is all going according to God's plan. So what do you do when bad things happen to good people? Because as the author Harold Kushner argues, the idea that God gives people what they deserve, that our misdeeds cause our misfortune, is a neat and attractive solution to the problem of evil at several levels. But it has a number of serious limitations. It teaches people to blame themselves. It creates guilt even when there is no basis for guilt. It makes people hate God even as it makes them hate themselves. And most disturbing of all, it does not even fit the facts. Kushner asks 15 years later, how good do we have to be? He writes, but the illusion that we can control events if we do everything right, that we can make people love us if we do things right, and that we can guarantee happy endings by deserving them is an illusion and a very destructive one. I am thirsty. Jesus says he must ask his abusers to meet a need and there is nothing more humiliating. They are the reason why he is dehydrated exposed to the sun's heat, sweating profusely. Jesus turned water into wine, but like Maya Angelou, he now says, give me a cool drink of water before I die. Jesus wanted to pass on this cup, but now he must drink up. He has his doubts. Jesus wonders if there is another way or at least a way out for him. But it's done. Jesus says it is finished. His accusers have thrown everything at him and given it their best shot. They've also made it clear that they want a mascot, not a messiah, a rubber stamp, not a savior. Jesus has revealed the relationship between the government and the religious elite, 
that this religion has an empire state of mind and has no interest in God's kingdom. Exposing the hypocrisy, the bureaucracy, Jesus's red words cut through their red tape, body nailed down and framed on a cross. Jesus beat the system, but he will also beat death and appear to the women who remembered that the answer to the last test was coming in one, two, three days. This concludes our Lenten podcast series, but do stay in our Amen Corner. Visit our website at goodfaithmedia.org backslash TRGI to learn more about the Raceless Gospel Initiative.